I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've made it. You know, I've arrived. Woohoo. With a new record deal, Ryan Stevenson was on top of the world. Then everything went wrong. His mother died, his record label dropped him, and his wife suffered a miscarriage. God, where are you? Like, what are you doing? It felt like a locomotive just derailing, and I was on it, and I'm just under a pile of smoldering rubble, and I can't breathe, and I'm hopeless, and there's nobody to help me. Woke up from a long night, hoping for the sunlight, just another cloudy day. Stressing on the inside, fighting all the same lies, can't put on your head. Ryan Stevenson was experiencing more than he could handle. One loss after another left him feeling hopeless and angry at God. Today, he's sharing that story and what happened next. You'll also hear some of his music on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. My co-host, Phil Fleischman, is enjoying some summer vacation this week. Like Ryan, you may find yourself with a lot going on in your life right now. If that's the case, there'll be a good word from Billy Graham a bit later on on how to handle those storms in your life. Where are we going to turn? Many years ago, the Apostle Paul faced that question from the crew of his storm-tossed ship. The giant swells and waves were about to overwhelm the small boat. If you're overwhelmed, turn to Jesus. We can tell you more about doing just that at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And if you would rather speak with someone, just pick up the phone and call. You can do that too. Our 24-hour prayer line is open. The number is 888-388-2683. If you want to talk or pray with someone, you can call anytime, day or night. Number again, 888 888- Three eight eight two six eight three. If you didn't catch that number, it is in the show notes as well. GPS. God. People. Stories. I was born and raised in South Central Oregon, about 10 miles from the California border, in a little farming community called Bonanza, Oregon. That's in the Cascade Mountain Range. And while growing up there, Ryan attended a small church. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was seven. I prayed with my mom on our couch. I, I, I remember that. I remember even as a young kid, knowing that I wanted to belong to the Lord. I, it was just innately in me. I, can't, I don't know why I can't explain that other than I just know that I always had a soft spot for God, that I had a sensitive heart for the Lord, that I... I never wanted to disappoint my parents, and so I never wanted to disappoint God either. And I just wanted to be obedient. I wasn't a rule breaker. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to just follow His voice. Ryan learned at an early age that following God does not mean life is going to be easy. He struggled with his family's poverty, especially when he compared himself to his friends. We were pretty poor. You know, we grew up in a nine hundred and forty square foot single wide mobile home trailer didn't didn't have a lot but you know what I we had each other and what we didn't have monetarily we definitely had spiritually and emotionally for sure um with my parents with our church with our friends it was it was great uh but for for some odd reason even as a young kid you know I was very aware that we didn't have money, that I, I always felt like I was less than. I always felt like I just did not fit in. I remember sensing that in 
feeling that at even a young age because all of my closest friends, they were all kids of wealthy landowners and wealthy farmers and wealthy ranchers and business owners. And I was not. I was kind of one of the the kids of their workers. Another struggle for Ryan was hitting puberty, or in this case, not hitting puberty for a long time. Staying the body of a sixth grade little boy all through high school was torturous. Um, it, it was absolutely brutal. And again, you know, I'm already insecure. And that just, that was like pouring gas on a fire for me. One highlight of those rough middle and high school years was going to a Christian music festival in Vancouver, Washington. It was called Jesus Northwest. And I saw all these bands playing all weekend. I'd never been to a festival before. I'd never really even been to a concert before. I saw this band play the very last night of that festival. And I was so inspired. And this band that was on stage that night was a band called DC Talk. And Toby Mack, Toby McKeon, started that band DC Talk. Now hang on to this part of Ryan's story. You'll want to remember it later. But first, it's important to know the difficult situation that defined Ryan's high school years. My sophomore year in high school, my mom got cancer. And so by that time, my dad was a long-haul truck driver and my sister was away at college. And so it was just my mother and I at home. And my mom started going through treatments, chemo treatments and radiation treatments. And for years, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school, my entire high school career, my mom was really sick. and. I was basically kind of her caretaker. It was just her and I there alone at our home. Ryan's mom's battle with cancer would go on for many years. I remember that was times feeling so dark and so alone. And then I know that in that time, my mom, she leaned on me a ton as her son in ways that she probably shouldn't have. And I just, I, I really feel like I, I carried her load. Um, I carried things of hers that weren't mine to carry as a young kid. But as hard as a time as it was, it was also a really sweet time because it really, my mom and I became so close during that time. I'm already a mama's boy, you know, I'm her only son, but I, I was already going, taking care of her all through high school. Uh, it was difficult, but it really bonded us very much. This was a lot of weight for a teenager to carry, but Ryan made it through high school and stayed involved with his church the whole time. Music was also a big part of his life. He'd played the drums since third grade. Nevertheless, a gift he received for graduation seemed a little random. For my graduation present from high school, my youth pastor uh, came to my house and dumped an acoustic guitar in my lap, says, hey man, happy graduation. I felt like the Lord was telling me to buy this for you. Here you go. Ryan put the guitar in the closet, and that's where it stayed until he started college at Northwestern Christian College in Eugene, Oregon. When he got there, he noticed all of the guys on his dorm hall played guitar, including his next-door neighbor, Paul. He taught me how to play guitar, and we started a little band together, and I started, it was like I could just do it. Like this guitar thing, man, it just made sense. It just clicked. It was so easy, and now I could you know, I started to learn to sing. I'd never sang before. I never wrote songs before. But now that I could play these chords on a guitar, I could, I could do all these other things. It just felt so natural. So I began writing little songs and little tunes and, you know, working on my voice and started leading worship for our, some college groups. And that just really was kind of a, 
the spark of, man, I love playing guitar and I love writing songs and I love communicating these messages of hope and, and healing and these things that have been going on in my life. He kept playing guitar throughout college and after marrying his wife, Kim. The next milestone in Ryan's life happened during a worship night event that he almost skipped. He canceled his plans at the last minute after sensing he needed to be at that worship night event. And so I went there and these two gentlemen from out of town were, were you know, talking and praying and sharing their music and sharing their their vision for what they feel like the Lord is doing in the earth. And they were talking about things like revival and the prophetic. And man, I just, you know, I'd grown up in a little conservative country church that was pretty Baptist in nature. I, I didn't even, I didn't really know about the prophetic. I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. I didn't know about the gifts of the Spirit. I didn't know that stuff. I, I'd heard of it, but it wasn't real to me at all. That changed when Ryan was singled out that night. And this gentleman got up, he walks across the room. He just looks at me in the eyes. I mean, it's like it's like he just called my number out of nowhere. I, it was so, so crazy. And he just came up to me and he gently put his hands on my shoulders. And he looks me in the eye and he just starts like reading my mail, like prophesying and just speaking such life and hope and encouragement and like profound vision and direction into my life that I... I just fell apart. Like I just started weeping uncontrollably. I couldn't, I didn't know what was happening to me. It was like somebody was pouring warm honey over the top of my head. And, and I knew it was, I was like, in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit become so real. And truly I knew what that voice was all this time. It was the voice of the Holy Spirit. Those nudges, those internal nudges, those, those still small voices didn't just, didn't know how to articulate it before then. It was a pivotal moment for Ryan. After that night, something shifted in me and I, I had a whole new perspective and a whole new understanding of just the, the love of the Father, the, the love of the, the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the relational element there, the, the, the relationship that exists within and how I was a part of that. And um, it was it was life changing, and so I really, from that night on, I begin to approach everything in my life, my music, my job, my relationships, everything, with the perspective that Holy Spirit is involved in the details of our lives, and that's I just continue to try to live that way all the time. At that time, Ryan was working as a paramedic and just doing music on the side. He began to pray that God would allow him to make music for a living. A short time later, there was a lightning strike moment in his life, literally. While Ryan was working in an ambulance, he got a call that a woman had been struck by lightning while hiking with her mother and her two young boys. Storm comes out of nowhere, zaps her in the top of the head. She goes down, cardiac arrest, no breathing, no pulse. Uh, I'm the ambulance. I'm the paramedic that arrives on scene to help her. You know, and we're we're a ways out. I mean, she's up in the hills and we're down in town. Took us over 10 minutes to get there, which is a long time for somebody to be down without oxygen. And we put her in the back of the ambulance. I pretty much figured, you know, she wasn't going to make it, that she's not going to survive. So we, I put a tube into her lungs. I intubated her began ventilating her, giving her 100% oxygen into her lungs, put IVs in her arms, started giving her some fluid. We started doing really good CPR and 
Long story short, I ended up reviving her in the back of the ambulance on the way to the trauma center. And she made it. She survived and she recovered. Talk about a miracle. And here's another one. One year later, Ryan and that woman met at a banquet. They started getting to know each other and an unlikely friendship developed. You know, the crazy thing about her and I is that spiritually, politically, we are on opposite sides of the planet. You know, I'm a devout Christian. She is, un, you know, outspokenly not a woman of faith. And and she would say that right now if she were sitting here next to me. Um, she doesn't believe the same things I do about God or religion or faith or politics. I mean, we're just complete opposites, but she just loves me and I love her. And we just... We just choose to be in relationship and not let all that other stuff interfere with, with loving one another as human beings. That unique friendship led Ryan to his first big break as a musician, when his new friend learned about his dreams of making music for a living. I had just won this little thing called the uh, Battle of the Bands, Christian Battle of the Bands, which got me in the door at this studio. And it gave me $1,000 towards a record. And I wanted to record five songs. And the producer said, hey, I'll record you for $1,000 a song, and you have $1,000. So you need $4,000 more, obviously. And I didn't have $4,000. And so I told her about this opportunity, and, she's, and she goes, man, that's really interesting. Because just a few days ago, this retroactive disability check from my lightning strike showed up at the house. I've, I've never gotten anything like that before. I don't know what it's from or what it's for, but it's made out to me and it's, it's a, from the state. Uh, I haven't deposited it yet. It's just sitting over there on the computer and it is for exactly $4,000. She said, I know exactly what that check is for. Uh, it's your check. That's for you. I, and, and she's like, man, that is really weird. Ryan knew it wasn't weird. It was God. With that additional money, Ryan was able to pay for the studio time he needed to make an album, which led to a record deal and a single that made it into the top 15 on the Christian radio charts. I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've made it. You know, I've arrived. Woohoo. You know, I quit my job because I was getting touring opportunities. My wife just had our first baby. And then she quit her job. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, we went from two incomes, no kids, to no income, one kid. And then, just as quickly as it had started, it was over. Ryan's new record label dropped him after his next single wasn't successful. Around that same time, he lost his mom to her long battle with cancer. And then his wife, who was pregnant with twins, suffered a miscarriage. It was like, God... Where are you? Like, what are you doing? Where have you gone? Why are you doing this? You know, I just began to get so embittered and so enraged and just fearful and feeling like a failure and being so angry at God and like questioning everything. Like, I knew I couldn't trust you, God. I knew you weren't a dad. I knew you weren't a good father. You may have heard the phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, it sounds nice, but you will not find it in the Bible. When Ryan lost his mother, his twins, and his job, all in the same season, it was more than he could handle. He needed God desperately. But he was hurt. He was angry. It felt like a locomotive just derailing, and I was on it, and I'm just under a pile of smoldering rubble, and I can't breathe. 
and I'm hopeless and there's nobody to help me. And I felt in that moment, as I was just crying out to the Lord, this still small voice again was like, ah, there you are. There you are, my son. I, I know I know how you feel. I know you're in a mess. I know you don't think I'm good. I know you don't trust me right now. But don't you remember, let me remind you what you've been praying. Um, you've been praying, what's been the cry of your heart? Whatever it looks like, whatever it feels like, whatever it takes to show you that I'm good and that I'm a dad and that I'm trustworthy. I'm not saying that I'm causing your life to go haywire and chaotic. I don't do that. I'm a good father. I'm te- As Psalms 103 says, he's tender, gracious, compassionate, abounding in love, slow to anger. I'm a dad, but I'm trying to show you that I can cause all things to work together for good, that I'm going to make beauty from these ashes, that you can trust me in the middle of absolute uncertainty, that you can trust me in the rubble, that you can trust me in the fire, that you can trust me in the storm. It was hard. It was gut-wrenching. It was messy. But Ryan found a peace that could not be explained. For some odd reason, I just had this unshakable peace and just confidence that even though I was, I mean, I was limping around after that moment and just feeling like, man, I'm, it is over. I just had this peace that somehow he was, God was up to something and I couldn't see it. For the next year and a half, Ryan cold called churches to ask if he could come play his music. There were times when he would play for a $14 love offering from a church youth group, all in the effort to support his wife and little boy. He was broke, but he did his best to follow the Holy Spirit and use his gifts for God's glory. During that time, I wrote a little song called Speak Life and uh, was recording it in a studio that this guy named Toby Mac owns and Toby came in there and was working on one of his records and heard some of these songs that I was working on. So we ended up finishing speak life together. And it, that was really the beginning of where my world collided with Toby's and, and speak life happened and just became this explosive, you know, successful song. As Speak Life resonated with hundreds of thousands of Christian radio listeners, Ryan signed on to Goatee Records, which is Toby Mac's music label. The eighth grader, who had admired Toby Mac from the audience of a Christian music festival, was now making music with him. That was eight years ago now, and just the journey even from that point on has been incredible over the last eight years. If you've listened to Christian music in the last few years, you've probably heard Ryan's songs particularly one called Eye of the Storm. That's all about trusting Jesus when things get tough. We live in an uncertain world. And when I was writing Eye of the Storm, I was just like, man, what's, what's the one thing that unifies us all? It's, it's uncertainty. It's, we're going to face storms of life. And I just started remembering not only the, the chaos of my life and the, and the heartache and the, and the difficulties, but I started also remembering his hand, his faithfulness, his, his, his provision, his goodness in the midst of our storms, that he is trustworthy and, and we're going to experience loss to some degree. And I hope that, you know, it was always my prayer that that eye of the storm would remind us 
who our hope is, who our comfort is, and that, as Colossians 2 says, we need to really keep our minds fixed on the things of heaven and not the things of earth. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me. We all face storms. Maybe you're in one now. Maybe one is on the horizon for you. Just know this, you don't have to face it alone. We would love to help you connect with the one who created you so you can have the same peace Ryan experienced during his storms. Go to findpeacewithgod.net to take the first step. There, you can learn more about who Jesus is and even chat with one of our 24-7 volunteers. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Ryan Stevenson will be back to tell us about the new additions in his family life and music career. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. There are storms in the world today, storms of unbelief, materialism, secularism, racial hatred and strife. Billy Graham. There are storms in your own life. Storms of temptation, confusion, and difficulty. Many of you are in the midst of racial tensions and are pulled by your Christian teaching which says, love thy neighbor as thyself, and pulled as well by the deep-seated traditions and sociological differences which divide the races of the world. Where are we going to turn? Many years ago, the Apostle Paul faced that question from the crew of his storm-tossed ship. The giant swells and waves were about to overwhelm the small boat. In the midst of this great storm, the apostle stands in the eye of the storm and says, I believe God. This gave him a confidence, a peace, a security that could not be found in any of the other philosophies and ideologies of his day. Do you have that same peace and confidence which Paul had? Are you able to stand in the face of the storms of your own life and say, I have faith in God? You must receive by faith the pardon and forgiveness that he offers you from the cross. Will you do that? If that message has caught your attention, you can hear it in its entirety at billygramradio.org. There's also a link to it in our show notes. We've been hearing Ryan Stevenson's story, and we're happy to share the latest chapter with you. Just a couple of weeks ago, Ryan's wife, Kim, gave birth to a baby girl. That makes three children, two boys and their little sister. Ryan also just came out with a new record called Wildest Dreams, and his first book comes out next month. I wrote my first book last year. A publisher picked it up. Man, I was, again, all this stuff is so unexpected. I didn't do, I didn't write a book for anything other than I needed to get some stuff off my chest, and I needed to write down my story, and it was incredibly healing for me. Uh, but I wrote, I wrote a, an autobiography. Um, called Eye of the Storm, and it's just about my life, and that comes out July 7th. New music, new book, new baby. We'll be praying for Ryan and Kim to get some sleep in the coming weeks. Before we wrap all this up, I want to share with you one more time our 24-hour prayer line, staffed by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association team. The number is 888 388 2683. You can call that number anytime to talk with or pray with someone. 
I'm Jim Kirkland. Thank you for listening to GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. You're still mine